0: I want to share a little bit, and then I'm going to turn over to Nathan, and he's going to close out this week. Um, uh, for me, this this transformation weekend we had three. This one lived up to the name more than any of the others, in my book. And uh, it's good, but every good thing has a uh, another side to it. Because this week, the truth was delivered with such clarity and precision. I know for me, there's, there's been long-standing battles. Everybody have long-standing battles they've been fighting, whether it's with themselves, and that's really where most of them are, to be honest. <laughs> there's so many long-standing battles, I thought, man, when is God going to set me free of that? And and here we are. How many of you know you've been made free of that? And see, the problem is, now that you know, and so we all want the truth Right? There's a hunger that's on the inside of you for the truth. But once you know the truth, guess what? You're accountable for the truth. And you're not going to be that class of person that goes up to heaven and says, I had no idea. <laughs> not after this week. No, you're not. Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. and And you are free... We know from Scripture, you cannot deny what has been say, said this week. You are free to put off sin because you have been made. Everybody say made. You have been made the righteousness of God by Christ Jesus. So sin, if you believe Paul, sin does not have dominion over you. That's what he said. Everybody say Paul. See, and and how are you going to? He's not given commandments you can't keep. Because you're born again, you can keep the commandments God says you can keep. Jesus didn't come waltzing around here for 30 years walking sin-free just to show you how failure you were. He came to be an example so that you could walk as he walked to do the works that he did. You are free to put off the old man and put on the new man, right? See, because you're not hate anymore. You used to be made in the image of Satan You used to hate came natural. How many of you enjoyed those testimonies about Nathan and his driving? (laughs) I'm glad I don't have any of those. (laughs) See, I'm just, all the difference is is I'm from the Midwest and we just hide it really well, you know. (laughs) We don't swear, we just brood, you know. (laughs) But it's on the inside. It's on the inside, seeing that I love the South because they just let it out. That what's really in the heart, they just let it out. See, but it's still in there, and it still needs to be mortified. Everybody say mortifying. And see, so you have been made free. And see, if you're free from the other end of the spectrum, why are you not free to put on the, the new? Because you can't say I'm free from hate, but not be free to love. Those, those those things are not. There's not a spectrum there. You have been made in the image of Christ. And Christ put on love no matter what they did to people, no matter what he was done to him. They cursed him, reviled him. He was trying to save all those people that was cursing him. He didn't do eye for an eye. He didn't care about himself. He put on love. Everybody say love. And see, transformation, the, the work of transformation, God made you his sons and daughters. And when you come alive and awake to righteousness, you sin not. You put off the old and you put on the new. Amen. See, That's the new birth. That's the choice you made when you bowed the knee. And the new birth is so much more than what we've made it in the body of Christ. It's so vital. It's so vital not that you just get born again. I mean, what good is it? This is so clear to me. Why why are you going to get somebody born again but not tell them what happened to them? And worse yet, most of the body of Christ doesn't know what happened. They're just trying to get people out of hell. So they, don't, they get them born again, but then they don't walk any different than the hellion they used to be because they don't know the power in the change that took place on the inside. See, so if you're really going to make change in this country, change in the world, there has to come not only the message of salvation, but the heartfelt repentance that turns away from ungodliness and turns toward righteousness. And if you're not, once that knowledge comes to you, you're accountable because you realize that when that conscience kicks on and says, you need to stop. W- if you weren't here last night, that, that referee example that Nathan was using, you know, if you're playing a football game and you pull out a flag and you throw the flag, the play is supposed to stop. And the, the, uh, the new nature on the inside of you is that referee when you're in the middle of situations and he'll come up and say, here's your conscience. You're not supposed to act like this. You're supposed to act like this. And you have a choice at that point to decide to yield to the referee, which is your new nature. But before you were born again, that referee, or that referee was on the side of sin. That referee called all of those things in favor of walking towards sin and death and all of the problems in the world that we see. But you got born again, and that sin nature got replaced with a nature like God's. But you still have to choose. Everybody say choose. You're not bound to obey that nature. You have to make a choice to yield your will to the nature that's on the inside of you, which is Christ. But see, if you're not going to obey that new nature, how are you going to obey the Holy Ghost that came to fellowship with that new nature? See, because the Holy Ghost came and indwells in the body of Christ because there is now a place for him to indwell where there was not before. And there's something on the inside of you that wants to walk with the Holy Spirit. And I want to share my testimony a little bit, and then I'll turn it over. Um, when I first started following God, <laughs> there is an opportunity that you have coming right out of the gale, uh, gate, and the gate is, are you going to yield to his will? Are you going to yield? Everybody say yield. And I remember coming out of high school, I had choices. But I told God at 18, I don't know why it was this way for me. I grew up in the church, but I feel like for my purposes, I got born again at 18. Not because I didn't know the gospel, but because I was accountable to follow it at that point. And at 18, I remember that that birthday, the Holy Ghost came and sat with me and had a conversation and says, Are you going to follow me? And the parents don't matter now. It's, Are you going to follow me? And I said, Yes, I'm going to follow you. And guess what? If you're going to follow him, that means you're not going to follow you anymore. And I had to make a choice to yield. I wanted to go to XYZ University where all my friends were. I wanted to get the degree I wanted. I wanted to live a life I wanted. Well, if you're going to go that way, then you're not going to go his way. And you can set a precedent in your life of the decisions that you make. Are you going to try and get God to bless your will and prosper you? Or are you going to try and yield to his will and let his will be the pattern for your life. Because what Nathan taught last night is so important, but you don't get to what Nathan taught last night without the person of the Holy Ghost. Because even though you have been born again, and that is the new work that sets you free from sin, and your first and foremost priority in being born again is yielding to that conscience. But if you're not willing to the spirit of God that's on the inside of you, how is the Holy Ghost going to come and lead you when you're not listening to your conscience? And see, we want to be led into doing great things for God. We want to see the power of God. We want, His, we want His will to some degree. But then you go make choices to seed your mind with filth. And you go make choices to, to hate your brother. And it creates a division between you and the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost says, I can't, uh, I can't fellowship with that decision. I can't fellowship with what you're, how you're acting because you're not acting like I made you to act. And so the Holy Ghost separates Uh, How do I put that? No, you separate by your choices, and it changes the leadership that you receive, and you're not walking with him, you're walking on your own. Well, you have a decision to make that not only to yield, the beginning stages of walking is yielding to that new nature and becoming free from sin, and you're free. Everybody say free from, free Free to. to. Say free from Free free to. See, if you're free from sin, then you get to put it off, and you're free to love, and you get to become it, and you get to take steps into that, and the Holy Ghost says, look at this. They're setting a pattern that I can agree with. They're following that new nature. They're going to follow me, and he comes along with decisions and says, let me map out your life for you, and I could not, I would not be here if it was not for the person of the Holy Spirit. I, you know, I, I love my parents, but There's a certain amount of, uh, you know, want to rebel against what your parents want. Now, I know my dad wanted me to come back here and preach, but that was the reason I didn't want to come back. (laughs) I didn't want to be here. I had no intention of of pastoring, period. My wife says, I'll marry you, but I'm not going to be a pastor's wife. (laughs) Didn't you, honey? I mean, you're either going to yield or you're not. You're either going to yield or you're not. I had no, I I was not planning on this. And so it starts with those things. He says, I don't want you to go to that university. You're not going to learn the stuff I want you to. I want you to go here. I I don't know anybody there that's completely new. That sounds crazy. I don't want to go over there. Do what you want, but you're not going to follow me. And see, if you're going to follow the Holy Ghost, there has to be a way for him to communicate and talk with you. Because Jesus came. You know that pattern that Jesus said? If the disciples ever had a question, they turned to Jesus and said, what do we do about this? They want taxes. What do we do? They won't let us come here. What do we do? We're going to bring fire down? <laughs> what, do do? what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? So Jesus was their leader. And then when he left, they're like, now what do we do? And he says, I'm not going to leave you. Orphans, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Just because I'm going, don't think there's not going to be direction coming. I'm sending somebody else, and his name is the Holy Ghost. And he came to lead and guide and teach. Everybody say lead. Lead. Everybody say guide. Everybody say teach. And he is the one that has the blueprint for your life. If anybody else can tell you what that life is, it's because they got it from him, not because they know more than you. The Holy Ghost can only encourage your calling through other believers. They don't have the plan. Now, I'm so grateful for the prophetic words that God has given me through other people, but I still have to hear from him for me because they may be able to say, I see you doing this and this and this, but they don't know when and they don't know how. And it's up to the Holy Ghost to lead you into those things. So it's by the person of the Holy Spirit that you get that plan on motion, online, and on track, and that it stays on track. And there has to be a way to fellowship with Him and receive from Him. And as you're fellowshipping and receiving from Him as the Holy Spirit, He's the one that leads and guides and directs. And I would spend time praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues. Everybody say, thank God for tongues. Because it came, it came to pray out the mysteries. He that prays in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God, howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. And I loved what Nathan said the other night. He says, those mysteries that you're speaking, are they a mystery to God? They're mysteries to us. What are the mysteries to us? The things you don't understand. I would have never in a hundred years mapped this out the way he did it. I had no intention of coming back here. But when he said yield and obey, I heard him because I was fellowshipping with him. And when I was spending time praying, he would bring that leadership up on the inside of me. And I had a choice to yield. And I have choices to yield every day. Every day when you wake up, you have choices to yield. And there's big decisions in your life that require his leadership. And Jesus said it this way, how is that man that has to go to war with 10,000, how is he going to reckon whether or not he's able to do it? They got to build a tower. How are they going to reckon whether or not they have enough to go do those things? The answer is, if you let God build your house, it's going to stand. And you don't, there's so much control that we don't want to relinquish in the body of Christ because we do not trust that God's actually involved in this process. And we say, well, I got talents, I got abilities, I want to do this, I want to do that. Why don't you trust him and let him, let it serve you, not let it make a slave out of you. So many young worship leaders that get recognized and have talent, they end up selling themselves. Because they recognize their ability, but they won't surrender to the Holy Ghost. They won't prune it and they won't prove it. Won't let him make it what it should be. I'm so thankful for the person of the Holy Spirit that I took those steps at a young age and it has nothing to do with who I was. It had everything to do with are you going to choose to follow? Everybody say choose. There's nothing special about being a pastor's kid. Every pastor's kid has the same choices as everybody else. And I had choices to disobey. I didn't want to go the places he was telling me to go. But I had a choice, and I'm so grateful I didn't make the mistakes my friends made. I'm so grateful I watched my friends go to school, the, the schools I wanted to go to come back disheartened, full of debt, not doing anything they were supposed to do. And I, ca- when I let the Holy Ghost tell me where to go, <laughs> this is I'll just tell you this testimony, I'll be done. I didn't want to go to community college, period because n- nobody cool went to community college. <laughs> that just sounded like the worst plan in the world. <laughs> awful, awful plan. Because you, you're coming out of high school and you're just, I don't know, I think you're stupid. I, I, I remember I was stupid coming out of high school. Because you're just trying to follow your friends and you're just trying to stay in the system. And he says, no, you're supposed to go to community college. I came out of community college with seven grand in my pocket. And I transferred all of those credits to the school, the next school he told me to went to, that cost way more. But I don't have any debt right now because I followed his plan and not mine. If you do things his way and not your way, it brings you into blessing. you got two paths before of you. One of them is your experience and you can learn that way. I don't recommend it. <laughs> And I've had those opportunities even with this church and things that I thought were good ideas. Everybody say good ideas. And I'd get that check on the inside that says, this is not me. And you, you think you know what you're doing, but you're about ready to make a mess and there have been those times I've pushed ahead and said, you know what, I'm going to ignore that referee throwing the flag because that referee does more than one thing. That referee in your new nature tells you right from wrong, but the Holy Ghost comes in there and leads that referee and says, this situation, even though you don't know right from wrong in this situation, you better know ahead of time that this is a bad move. See, there's nothing moral. There's nothing moral about what university you go to. That's not a moral decision. But that is a future decision that God is trying to help you with. There's nothing moral about that. That's, that's something that he's trying to lead you in. And you, I've had those opportunities where I press past and say, I'm going to do this my way, see how it works. <laughs> and it either costs a lot of time, a lot of money, or a lot of heartache. You can apply that to relationships. You can apply that to careers. You can apply that to schooling, whatever, wherever that hits you. If you learn to surrender your choices, you wouldn't just be walking free from sin and free to love. You'd be walking free from every pitfall of life because he's author in your life. That's what he came to do. He came to take the role that Jesus filled, which was your Lord, your leader, and your guide. The Holy Ghost is here for you. And if you, I'm just throwing in my Hat into the ring to just to give you my testimony that if you would learn to follow him, if you'd learn to follow him, that's a wise decision. Because I can bear witness that every decision he's led me into, and the, on the flip side, I'm so happy I did it that way, not the way I was planning on doing it. And I can bear witness that every decision I pushed against, I'm so sorry I did it that way. Because he always leads you and guides you into victory. He doesn't know anything but victory. It's victory all the time. Everybody say victory. victory. Follow your new nature. Everybody say new nature. new nature. Follow the Holy Ghost. Everybody say Holy Ghost. Holy if you do those two things, you're going to be in victory all the time. Amen. Everybody invi- uh, welcome Nathan Barbel as he comes.
1: Are we on? Can you come up, Natalie? Can you play Abba just real quietly? We'll... Uh, I'm really glad Richard got up to share because I had some things to say about the Holy Spirit, but I feel myself just being pulled right now in a different direction. So let's all bow our heads. Let's lift up our hands. We bless you, Jesus. Uh, open up your heart right now to receive from God. Don't disengage. Don't open your eyes. Just stay connected with. The Holy Spirit wants me to to speak right now to some people in here. He's going to do it on a broad scale, but he's talking to you as an individual, and you're going to know because it's going to be hitting your heart. If you can pray in tongues, you can pray in tongues under your breath right now. It's different. I know it's different. Let's go with it. De fro le le mama mama dalla le de boschi nei cade mama mama so ri le de mama mama De fro mama mos fro mama so ri mama mama dalla mama 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 De la mama mama so ri de le mama mama sombra mama mama dalla de 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 Torbo boschi le mama mama sombra mama mama sci la for i speak to you tonight today <laughs> let me get it right lord i speak to you today for I've asked you to move on from the things that you've held on to. The bitterness that has taken root in your heart that has caused unforgiveness has stunted your relationship with me. And I've taught you eloquently, for you're accountable and you know, you know what to do. But you're holding on to this as hurt, as something that's justifiable for you not to let go and forgive. Bitterness like a root has sprung up and it's choking out the life of God that's in you. And I'm reminding you right now really strongly so that you could let it go. Because my grace is here for you to let it go. So yield to me. Listen to me. Because if you hold on to this very root of bitterness, it will spring up and it will control your whole life and eventually it will choke out my life and me and you will have no more fellowship. Mama, Listen to me, be obedient to me, because I'm trying to rescue you. Let it go. Let me break down the barriers and walls that you've built that have been held so high that has stopped my love from coming in. Forgive. Let it go. Because whenever I died for you, I didn't hold on to anything. I gave it all for you so that you could give it all for me. So say yes. Let it go. Because I've empowered you to let it go. For I speak to few in here. Lust has ruled your life, and I have taught you how you can overcome it. Take the ammunition that I've given, take the meetings that have happened this week, and take the doctrine that's been preached, and and get it in you and apply it so strong. For you know, you know, you know, you know of conviction. You know, you know, you know of my voice. I've reminded you, I've reminded you. I've reminded you, but I can't strive with you forever. I lead, I guide, but I can't make you do it. And lust has the very power to control your whole life and take you all the way into hell. So yield to me. Let me help you deal with it. For conviction has arised and you know when it does. And I say, put it off. And you say, I can't, but I'm telling you, you need to put it off. For it's gripped you and it's going to take your whole soul. So listen to me. Yield to me. For I have empowered you to say no. For you've given in to self-gratification and you need to stop because you know you don't have to. Yield to me. Let repentance happen today. Choose to serve me. Choose to walk out of these things because I've brought so much strength and grace through truth for you to be able to stand and win. Listen to my son that's speaking heart and not your heart. Move on from these things. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. For I've given you the power to let them go. There's only life on the other side of this. The intimacy that you want to have with people that you've never been able to have has been stunted because this thing has controlled your life. And on the other side of it, there's fresh breath that's going to enter you that has the life for you to be alive again. Listen to me. Yield to me. Repent today, for I call you to repentance for there is few in here that you're in a relationship that is not of me you know that it's not of me and I can only remind you and remind you and remind you of these things and I ask you to follow me you don't understand the damage that this will bring to your future I need you to let it go Don't invest your heart into it because your heart will only be damaged in the end and it's going to take you time to rebuild and I'm trying to prevent that from happening. Yield to me for I am the good shepherd that has come to lead your life into all victory. Trust me. The reason you're drawn to these types of relationships is because you don't trust me to give you the right relationship but I promise you I will. Trust me. For I'll lead you into it And it will be everything, everything, everything that your heart has truly desired. Let it go. Let it go. Yield to my conviction. Let it go. I speak to many. You're not unworthy. I do love you. Quit looking at your performance and failure and learn to receive my love based on the standing of your identity in me that says you are a child of God. I look at you as pure and righteous because it's who I made you. You look at yourself in the light of your failures, but I look at you in the light of what my son has given you, so change your perspective. For I'm not holding back fellowship from you. Don't let unworthiness stop you from approaching me. You can boldly come to my throne of grace because I want to fellowship with you. So receive from me, receive my love because you are worthy because I put my son in you. Don't let fear stop you. I'm not angry. I want to empower you more. Come boldly to my throne. Fellowship with me. Well, you say, I haven't been perfect in my attendance to what I'm supposed to do with you, Lord. And I tell you, I'm wanting you to fellowship with me. Don't live in the past. Live with me now, because we're moving forward together. If you would just respond. Respond. Because I want to lead you into everything that I have for you ira babasho mama massa la mama massi re momo so re mama si re mama shi uru so bene ora mama massi le boro mama shi le bobo si re mama massa la nana passa re dalla massi mo so bene ora bababashile boro mama si re mama shi bosori mama massa bana la fra massi le ne Let's all lift up our hands. Let's all sing this together. If you could lead us in this, let's engage. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. Let's engage with God with everything that we are right now. Hallelujah. that which I've spoken to you today for I'm speaking to you today for you to move on with me I've brought life I've brought edification comfort exhortation but I come with rebuke sometimes and rebuke is a wonderful thing because I remind you of the very thing that I'm asking you to do to take you in all the way into my life don't be intimidated don't be afraid For I can redeem the time of of past failures. I can redeem the time of bad decisions. I can redeem the time of a past that looks like it's way bigger than your future. But I say if you make these steps with me, you will unlock me to be able to pull you into your future. And there will be no lost time if you start with me today. It's only me and you walking from this point into everything that I've spoken and that you know is for you. So trust me. 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 Hallelujah. Let's all sing this again. Hallelujah. Engage with everything you are. Don't hold back. Hallelujah.
2: Long Lush. Lush.
1: ask everybody to stand